Warning, warning. Two idiots are reading the SCP files over the intercoms. Hello, welcome back to the world of Discovering SCP, the start of the Discovering SCP universe. Wow, we're rebooting it. Did you know? Yeah, this is episode one. Hell yeah. We're not going to change anything um, (laughs) in terms of the format or the content, but this is now episode one. We're not actually resetting it because I want to hit 200 for a special. Someone suggested something for a special. But I can't remember what it was. Um, if you were that person, post it in the comments again. Yeah, you should do that. Do it right now. Do it right now. Before you stop. Pause the video. Pause the video. All right. Comment now. I'm taking over your fucking body right now. Let's. Oof. Sorry, guys. I have a headache. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. My brain's like on ice. Where? How many article? How many? Article? I have one, but I perhaps have two. If one isn't enough. Okay, you have two, huh? Well, I have two. Yeah, I guess I would say I have two then. Okay. So we're reading one. (laughs) I have two just in case, but I don't imagine that we will be reading the second one. Oh, maybe. I don't don't know how witty I'll be. I'm I'm debuffed right now. Oh, damn. He's he's got Skyrim disease. This is 4547. Exterminance by Storm Breath. Storm Breath. I actually, I, I think I created this one before it got posted. I, so. I think I've heard of this fella around. I've seen that name. Uh, Ad Astra per Aspera Hub? What's that? That's the canon this takes place in. Oh, is it a good canon or a boring? I quite like it. Okay, what's it about? It's like Space Age Foundation. Oh, okay. This is uh, for this is Stellaris Foundation. Exactly. Alright, why don't you read me this story so I can Absolutely. get a peaceful... Imagine that you're like... I'm like that, that guy from the painting. I can't fucking remember. Ivan the Terrible. Imagine I'm Ivan the Terrible and you're my dying son and I'm te- telling you the story as after don't, I killed you. Don't worry, I can imagine anything. Just put my fingers to my head. I did gesture there, but I forgot the camera wasn't on. <laughs> Let's get into it. <clears throat> Item number SCP-4547. Object class, a polyon. Special containment procedures. Interspeller exploration is to avoid SCP-4547. I guess once you get to Space Age, a lot of containment is easily solved, like, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. But you can leave the planet. <laughs> yeah, true. Do not go to weird space. Worst mistake of my life. <laughs> no, my arm is my leg. <laughs> what do you do? What would you, ha- like... If my arm was if my leg and my leg was my arm. Yeah, both of them, though. Like, they switch places. What would you do? How so would you- I would be actually probably okay, because I don't know if you know this about me. Do you have a computer weird- in your life? Uh, what? Use a computer, I assume. A keyboard? Yeah, but let, let me explain. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I have this like, thing. I type my toes anyway. I'd rather, not, I'd rather not talk about my feet at length on the internet, but I have what my family colloquially refers to as, like, monkey toes. Like, I can spread them out and, like, curl them like fingers and pick stuff up pretty easily. <laughs> So I would be okay. I, I, I can pick stuff up as well. Yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, we're part of the next level of humanity. <laughs> We've already evolved. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, if that happened to me, I'd be fine. But I imagine the average person—it's really easy to use an arm as a leg, especially yeah. if one other leg's still leg. But I feel like using the leg and the foot as an arm would be the challenge. The common man couldn't cope. Yeah. But me, I'm built different. You're like a Bioshock guy. You're like, the common man does not have what it takes. <laughs> I, however. I, however, am <laughs> Ad Astra Parastra. Ad Astra Parastra. Ad Astra Parastra. 
a finger obeys. Yeah, your joke is lame and boring and I'm sleepy. No, I'm kidding. Please continue. Description. SCP-4547 is an exoplanet located approximately 15 light years from the Sol system, discovered by the Foundation on August 20th, 2032. SCP-4547 was formerly the home planet of the Taronyu, a sapient humanoid alien species, prior to an FK-class broken foundation scenario. Which is a K-class scenario defined by the destruction or failure of an anomaly management group, typically resulting in other K-class scenarios. That caused their extinction. While the SCP itself is non-anomalous, it is home to a large number of anomalous phenomena, affording its des- designation as an SCP object. So I have a question. Yes. Does the Foundation count, count alien species as anomalous? Like, what is the exact marker for anomalous? Um, I guess in this setting, uh, aliens on their own are not considered anomalous. Okay, because I was going to say I'm almost positive there are Foundation custody things that are just aliens. And they, got, like, they got Guibo in a cage. Yeah, they got Guibo in a cage. It's you gotta up. let me out! They have that one guy from Star Wars who has Anakin. The nose guy. Jar Jar What's his name? Oh, what's that? No. Otto, yeah, they have Otto in Heavy. there. Little Heavy! <laughs> oh my god. You can't you can't mention anything to a Star Wars fan or they have to say a quote. It's like a compulsion. <laughs> Why did you... Can't hold help on! You, you were saying to make, make up an alien. You brought up Watto from Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Yeah, as a funny visual. Then you had to say his quote. I don't think I'm talking <laughs> See, he's doing it again! <laughs> it's like a loop! Dude, Star Wars fans... tricks don't work on us. Only money. See, you can't get away from it. It just keeps going. It's only because it's Watto. He's in the infinite loop. <laughs> you can't break out. All right, please continue. Absolutely. That's how you know the Star Wars shows and movies on Disney Plus aren't good because no one ever. Of course, them I fucking like know. I don't fucking watch that shit. <laughs> Mandalorian season one and maybe season two. I enjoyed those. Okay, and that's it. Can you can you say a single quote from them? Um, this is the yeah, way that's what I thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> the oh, most sorry. Basic. What, what, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> I'll 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 be honest. They that'd be not. like that'd be they, like if you asked me to quote Naruto and I was like, I'll believe it. Like, okay, you quoted it. I don't care. <laughs> I, I would not just respectfully fulfill the conditions. I would clasp your hands and and be like, thank you, <laughs> thank you, my child, thank you. <laughs> With just those All few right. words at the end of my life, I was saved, and then I disintegrated to dust. All right, let's continue. <laughs> what a strong wind blew. <laughs> I'm going to blow your strong winds if you don't keep I'm sorry? reading, buddy. I said I'm going to blow your strong winds if you don't keep reading, buddy. Sorry. Uh, while the SCP itself is not anomalous, it is host to a large number of anomalous phenomena, affording its designation as an SCP object. These phenomena have been divided into two categories, Dash B and Dash C, which are detailed below. Radio signals sent by the Taranyu were recorded by Foundation assets on Earth beginning in 1942. Foundation intervention to conceal these transmissions was successful and kept public knowledge of the SCP to a minimum. However, transmissions abruptly ended in 1991, with no further signals being received past this point. Damn. Damn. That's depressing. It's like, do you ever wonder like why aliens don't show up? <coughs> oh, dark forest theory. Oh! Well, that doesn't really work because we we are like going, hey, we're over here. <laughs> That's true. 
And everyone's like, all the other aliens are like, they don't know it's Dark Forest Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Dark Forest approaches, it's me. <laughs> me. That's what the fairy's about, right? The evil Dark Forest will find you. The idea is, I, you don't need me to explain this. The I'm idea not, I'm is sure. that if you're too loud, evil yeah. trees will find you. Yeah, exactly. During the initial advances, it's just a massive fucking loads of trees showing up like, hey, hey, hey. I don't like have to imagine you. too big for their britches. <laughs> My brother in Christ, you wrote that character in your web serial. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah, I did. He's not an evil tree, though. He's just a tree. She, no paradise. Oh right, but she, 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 evil tree. She, herself is she, not is, tree. she is the dark forest theory. <laughs> she found out about the others, and everyone had to pay for it. During the initial advances into the extraterrestrial travel by the foundation, <laughs> it was decided that the SCP would be visited in order to ascertain the reasons for the lack of continued transmission and the potential for a life-bearing planet. The SCP was one of the first exoplanets visited by the foundation during this time. Wait, I'm lost. Hold on, where are we? Uh, during the initial blah 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 blah, should be there. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. The Taronyu. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what's the footnote say. I thought we already read this. Uh, formerly designated as SCP-4547-A before being declared inherently non-anomalous. Are a sapient alien species with a humanoid body structure. While not inherently anomalous, all Taron you currently on the surface of the SCP have become anomalous, with the majority having been converted into dash B2 dash... Oh, that's kind of fun. It's like they had their own little XK class end of the Taranyu scenario. <laughs> An organization <laughs> referred to as the Tehanum. Uh, literally translating to protectorate. Oh, that's oh, fun. Oh, this worm guy, I he knows worm. that. He knows that. I love worms. He knows that. Do you know that, right? It's like you're looking like, hey, you've heard of that, oh, right? Ah, soy face reference. That's where Alexandria lives. Ah. Oh. Can you keep reading? <laughs> Absolutely, I can. <laughs> I can with, do anything. With roughly anomalous <laughs> motives to the foundation on Earth, the Tehinahana was dedicated to the general focus of protecting Taranyu society and life, including against dangerous anomalies. However, the Tehanan did not keep stuttering in the same way every time I say it, did not share in the same practices of masquerade and concealment as the Foundation, leading to higher integration of anomalies into the SCP culture. Dash B is a collection of anomalous phenomena located on the SCP which resulted in the near-total extinctions of the Tehanan. Each Dash B phenomenon caused a distinct K-class scenario on the SCP. The majority majority of these K-class scenarios are either the cause or result of an FK-class broken foundation scenario and have collectively grouped into the one designation. How many fucking goddamn scenarios do we need? Can we just, like, say words? Why do we need all these codes? Because there's lots of words! You have to understand how uh, scientific and clinical... Uh, no more. Hey, I'm tired of these letters and Stop complaining, just say, I'll edit your nutrition chart. Okay? Just, descri- <laughs> just describe what's going to happen. I'm so That's tired. It. Your French. I don't want to have to remember every French fucking dies. initial combination. <laughs> no, not my French dies. <laughs> you Please don't even reading. remember what they were once called. <laughs> For the purpose of brevity, only the conclusively identified K-class scenarios and their causes have been listed below. Should we pop corn between us on these? Uh, I guess. Oh my god, this is long. Holy poopy doop. Alright, you ready? Yeah, 4547-B1. IK, societal collapse. The dead hand system of a major Toronto world superpower designed to ensure mutually assured destruction. However, upon a transition between heads of states, dash B1 malfunctioned and detected the end of the government and initiated nuclear war. The resultant nuclear war lasted for approximately five hours. 
By the conclusion, over 10,000 nuclear weapons have been detonated upon the SCP, destroying most bases of the Tehanum and most major metropolitan areas, in addition to causing severe nuclear fallouts. The exact functioning mechanics of Dash B1 are unknown, but it is believed to have functioned due to demonic solid-state drives set to monitor for specific parameters. These parameters were set too specific, and a minor change in government triggered a dead hand. God damn. You're a computer guy. Would you use a demonic solid-state drive for this? Um, I think it, that would be funny. Uh, I'm not going to read the crosslink, though. Okay. Uh, so what is this? I'm, I'm kind of struggling. What the fuck is this anomaly? Is it just like a series of things that happened on well, this planet? Well, it's a planet, planet where, like... Anomalous they stuff fu- happens. Yeah, all, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Okay. Gotcha. Alright. <clears throat> 4547-B2. RK. Out competition scenario. The SCP was a collection of organic nanites designed to improve Taranyu anatomy. However, difficulties in implementing these improvements caused partial brain death, increased aggression, inhibition of social norms, and cannibalistic impulses in the infect... Okay, so zombies. Uh, termed... <laughs> Furthermore, the SCP were able to enter stasis indefinitely, negating the need to breathe or eat. The Tianum had kept a small sample of the SCP, which was released during the IK-class scenario and became airborne. In the days following the IK-class scenario, 49% of Taranyu on the SCP became infected with Dash-B2. As a result, there are currently an estimated 1-2 to 2 billion Dash-B2 instances remaining on the SCP at present. SCP-4547-B2 is capable of infecting humans. I don't want to become an alien zombie. Human only, please. Damn. <laughs> B3. GK, broken greenhouse. Me when I go outside and see that the youths have broken into my greenhouse. <laughs> this is a real GK-class scenario. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Dash Bree 3 was a large glass orrery of the SCP solar system. When not properly aligned, it will project a non-corporeal herbicidal field, destroying local xenoplant matter. This field would expand based on the amount of time spent unaligned. Dash Bree was previously maintained by the Zihornum, but its maintenance stopped when they were destroyed. As a result, all xenoplant life on the SCP was rapidly killed off within three weeks of the IK-class scenario. Attempts to realign it by Zihornum remnants appear to have been attempted, but were unsuccessful. It is currently not believed that Dash Bree can be repaired and transport is forbidden. It's like one of the when we have the fucking cake that multiplies every day. <laughs> it's like we stopped eating that. Bruh. Alright, my move? Yeah. 4547 B4 XK Omega Eschaton. 4547-B4 was a collection of seven humanoid entities standing five hundred meters tall, bearing noted similarity to the SCP. <laughs> All SCP-4547-B4 had been in a dormant state prior to the activation of B1, and were targeted with nuclear missiles in a neutralization attempt during the IK-class scenario. These nuclear weapons did not kill any B4 instances and only awakened them. The B4 identified themselves as the Kiveivung Tunkoren, uh, footnote, approximate English translation, the seventh spawn of the Red Ruler, and took control of the remnants of Taranyu society. They granted an anomalous resistance to many of the anomalous phenomena on 4547 to any Taranyu that served them. All B4 instances appeared to have entered into a war with each other at some point following their reawakening. All except one perished in this conflict. One of the losers was infected with Dash B2 and is currently active in a diminished capacity. The sole victor, uh, B43, is one of the few remaining sapient life forms on 4547. I like how they did the, like, the other apocalypse, but because there was still, like, a zombie virus, they got fucked anyway. <laughs> it is fun, but I have to say, there's. 
Um, and this might be partially because of my headache, but there's so many fucking B numbers. I get that they are all supposed to be tangled up and lead into each other, but it's like making my head spin a little. I think there were like three different kinds of bees in that last paragraph. Alone. Me and the beehive. <laughs> uh, your move. Yeah, B5, AK, Madness. An intensely virulent mimetic cult centered around the number five. The exact origin of B5 is unknown, but similar organizations were observed by the Tihorn and prior to the end of the world. It's believed that these organizations heavily mutated following another K-class scenario, becoming B5. B4-5 became infected with B5, altering the details of its cult in order to po- and follow the principles of B5. Further I assume that was uh, fifth is Yeah, further researchers indicated lethal info hazard expunged. So I'm guessing this is like, oh, look at all these things on the alien planet that you know about. This is the vibe I'm getting, right? Uh, yeah, well, it's the same thing. It's the, the same entity, the, yeah. the, the fifth isn't. Uh, that explains why there's so many like crosslinks too. Now I'm getting that. Four five four seven dash B six WK meteorological <clears throat> dash B six was an apex tier pluripotent entity. I love the word pluripotent. Am- inimical. Means I don't know what it means, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, ent- was an apex tier pluripotent entity inimical to atmospheric conditions on four five four seven. It's unclear how specifically, but B six was neutralized during the interchange of B one. Immediately following this, weather conditions of 4547 greatly changed, with violent and intense meteorological events being observed at a high frequency. This included abnormally large storms, volcanic eruptions, earthquakes, and spontaneously generated hurricanes. These phenomena have not abated in the time between the neutralization of B6 and present. Approximately 70% of the society of the SCP immediately died during the IK class scenario initiated by B1 with another 20% dying shortly after as a result of the WK class scenario caused by B6. A large majority of these casualties were reanimated as B2-3 instances. One year after the FK class scenario, the remaining population of the SCP was in the service of the B4 instance, practicing cannibalism as a result of the complete phantom caused by B3. Approximately five years after the FK class scenario, the last Tyrannu on the surface of the SCP died. At this point, almost all life on the SCP was dead. The remaining life is predominantly highly anomalous. Dash C are all anomalous phenomena on the SCP that are not included in Dash B. The majority of these phenomena are neutralized or destroyed following the collective efforts of Dash B, but a limited number have been recovered. The majority remain on the SCP and are not expected to require containment in any capacity. The most notable of these is Dash C1, a now extinct xenoplant species that formerly possessed sapience and psionic abilities. The evil trees! <laughs> When consumed by a Tyrone use, Dash C1 enhanced the psionic capacity of the consumer. Dash C1 was rightly recognized on the SCP as another intelligent life form in a highly integrated society. However, it was completely killed off by the effects of B3. I hate that. I hate it when that happens. I hate when it gets killed off by the effects of B3. I'll be honest, I can't for the life of me keep up with all these fucking things. I'm I'm gonna need the TLDR. There's so many little extenses. There, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the thing that marks what they the are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, like, well, okay. To summarize, what happened? There was a nuclear war. The uh-huh. nuclear war, as a side effect, made zombies. Uh, well, they they were zombies like being contained, but it broke the containment on that, and the zombie virus got everywhere. Yeah, and the other, they, 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 there was like, like they had a glass like artifact that caused plant life to rot if it wasn't handled properly. Everyone died, yep. so that wasn't handled properly. So all the plants rotted away. 
and it also they, they nuked the fucking Scarlet King uh, people and they came yeah. they woke up and they got everyone to a cult but even they got fucking killed because all the plants died and they starved to death and one of them turned into a zombie and, and then we, what was Dash C then? Dash C is everything else that was on the planet all over anomalous phenomena but they're all like dead okay cool now we have an addendum uh, yes uh, by the way I love Naraka that's a good name uh, how many I want to be Naraka, and I'll also be whichever one talks the least. Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'll be, I'll be Naraka. I'll be Naraka and Zabalba if you want to be the rest. Sure. So, dates. August 25th, 2032. Exploration team. Interstellar Task Force Aleph 4. Flector C. Necromis Superos. Mission Abstracts. Initial exploration of the SCP. Orbital imaging and approvals have shown the SCP experienced multiple K-class scenarios, but exact details of Earth conditions were unknown. ICF-4 was deployed from the SCP-S Tiberius from orbit to the surface of the SCP. Fetch.AIC, the onboard AIC, continued to operate the ship. Team lead, Acheron. Team members, Abaddon, Zabalba, Naraka, and Pluto. Command, Fetch.AIC. Beginning oh, yeah. audio transcription of all radio contents. Thanks, Fetch. Radio's on. Team roster consists of me, Akarana's leader. Abaddon watching the front of biology. Zabalba for technical problems. Naraka to handle a potential first contact. Pluto watching R6 and performing geochemistry analysis. And I shall be reachable if necessary. Opening landing pod, bay doors in five. We should have eight hours of oxygen in our armor, assuming everything goes well. If something goes wrong, we can remotely call the pad for exit. Well, let's hope it doesn't. <laughs> let, me give yeah, you a, let me give you a nuggie. <laughs> ah, don't do that. No, <laughs> my bulba. <laughs> your boy, your what? My bulba. I miss your bulba. <laughs> he stops nugging. He like backs off, like creeps out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> ITF LF4 assembles in the pod bay, preparing for an exit. The pod bay doors open to a heavily ruined cityscape. You can't see on the camera, but I just straighten my glasses that I don't have. Remember that the atmosphere is breathable, contains some unknown pathogens, potentially anomalous. This is a rather advanced culture, just judging from the architecture. Near total destruction, however. Looks like there were riots towards their end. Remember to take photos as many as possible. Let's go down this main street. Doesn't seem to be any major features are known anywhere around here. Agreed. Let's march. ITF Aleph 4 walks down the streets of the city. There is a large scale of ruin with most of the buildings in a state of serious disrepair. There appears to be no sign of any inhabitants. How long did they say it was since the end of the world? The signals we received on Earth ended in the early 90s. It's 15 light years out, and radio travels at night speed, so the world probably ended in 1975, about uh, 60 years in ago. It's <sighs> It's been dead for over half a century! <laughs> <laughs> Looks like even if there were survivors from the initial fallout, then they wouldn't have made it to today. This is an angry planet. The weather looked violent. Train my glasses again. Storms the size of continents. Well, let's keep going. The forecast fetch made for us should be clear for the hours we're in the city. The team advances through the city before stopping before a large building. Hold on, that sign is in Ortothan. I can read it. Ortothan? Is that a church of the second Itoff? We should check the building out. 
Looks like it worships the Kurutusa, but it's not the same religion exactly. Like different sects of Christianity, you know? Strange glasses. Of course. The difference between Greek and Roman religions, Pluto and Hades, Avernus and Acheron. Oh my god, shut up, Pluto. <laughs> Strange glasses. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was so fitting when I did it. <laughs> ITF LF4 enters the Autophon building. Inside, there are several large murals depicting scenes from Autophon mythology, such as the creation of the second Hytoff, the death of several of the Kuratusa, and the Vorotut. Pretty. Remarkable these have all survived with only a bit of weathering. It's indoors and the building's held up. Looks like the storms haven't been enough to break it, and what else would? Rocket enters the back room of the church and emerges with several bound books. Found these in the back. They're in Ortothan. Pluto, do you have any material cases? Yep, let me unclip one. Fetch can deploy the drone to pick them up and bring them back to the pod. Narak and Pluto place the books into a material case, place it in the middle of the street outside the church, and signal to Fetch to send a retrieval drone. Hopefully we'll be able to use those as a rosetta stone. At the very least, some information we're capable of reading will be helpful. Good catch. We're all limited on time, so we should keep going. Yes, sir. <laughs> ICF LF4 continues on their exploration city, proceeding until they find a large mass of Taranyu bodies, which are assembled in a large pile. Oh, dear. Well, here are some Adache, it looks like. Not much to speak of. Adler's corpse twitches a leg. The rest of the corpse pal begins to move and animate. However, the majority of the corpses have suffered severe bodily trauma and few are able to stand. Those that cannot stand attempt to pull themselves towards the ITF. Fuck! First bogeys! <laughs> Eyes up, keep sharp! Do you hear me like slam my fist into my palm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blaster ready! Stick <laughs> starts lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Me when my friend's time is being beaten by folks. <laughs> um, you were really really... said there were zombies, didn't it? My drones did find such. They weren't exactly zombies, but highly similar. Reanimated corpses, no higher mental functions, violence, and cannibalistic tendencies. <laughs> Line them up! Go! Abaddon and Pluto begin firing munitions into the mass of B2, targeting the few that are able to stand. All instances that pose a significant threat to the ITF are dispatched in the first three seconds of combat. Kind of pathetic, isn't it? Is that is this all that's left of Tesh, eh? Abaddon and Pluto finish dispatching any animate corpses in the following five seconds. Abaddon then fires an explosive round into the mass of corpses. That should be enough. Let's keep moving. Upon turning the corner, ITF-4 sees a large, vaguely reptilian creature. Disgusting! <laughs> it is four-legged, with a skeletal head not covered in the scales the rest of the creature is. Similarity is noted between this cre- entity and SCP-1124. The entity Ooh. sniffs the air before rising from a seated position and uh, walking towards the ITF. Shit! Go! Oh yeah, ITF4 hurries us one of the abandoned skyscrapers, hurrying to an open story well. They rapidly ascend the steps, occasionally looking behind them. Upon arriving on the fifth floor, they exit the stairwell. No, I- not the fifth floor, you fool, you'll activate it! <laughs> Did you say the fifth floor? <laughs> uh- <laughs> You've fulfilled the conditions. <laughs> I'm going to take a look back outside. Be careful. Plinner crawls the closest window and looks outside. Yet to see us on the street, walking. It does not appear to notice Pluto. After some time, it lays down in front of the building. Pluto returns to the main group. It's in the front of the building right now, but it looks like it's laying down at the moment. 
We'll be oh my god, we, we just... We, <laughs> yeah, but he, they don't know that. He has to tell them. I know, but it's just like... <laughs> it's dying. We'll be here for a while, it seems, but it's not aggressive at the moment. We only have three hours of oxygen left, and it seems like about an hour to get back to the lander. Would you like an extraction? If I was on a hostile anomalous alien planet, I would never bring, like, the bare minimum number of oxygen required. I would have, like, 80 tanks strapped to my back. For fuck's sake. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, you continue. That'd be great fetch. Please proceed to the roof of the building. The lander will be in place in 20 minutes. You heard them. Let's go up. The ITF continues to descend the stairs to the main building. As they do so, they occasionally stop to look around the floors. They collect several documents and notes. None of these brief excursions yields notable results until the fourth. Hey, team. I think you're going to want to see this. <laughs> oh! He doesn't say that. He says, I think I see something on the horizon. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, one, one is insufferable. <laughs> They're both insufferable. Well, the other one is just a statement of fact. <laughs> I'm just being annoying. Continue. This guy is keen to make sure we all have headaches too. Yeah, that's right. Through one of the windows, a distant figure is visible. The figure is vaguely humanoid, although with large branching horns resembling tree branches. The horns on one side of the figure's head have been damaged and broken off. Given the apparent distance of the figure, it's estimated to be 500 metres tall. The figure has since been identified as B4-3. Shit, strains glasses. That thing has to be as tall as a skyscraper. Looks like it's walking towards us. Maraca, do we have done? anywhere near enough laser to fight that thing? No, we most certainly do not. We need to evac before we reach the city, hopefully sooner. Let's go. <laughs> Even more reason to get out of here soon. Total apocalypse world, this place. Nothing but cockroaches left. The zombie cockroaches even, and not even strong ones. One will I find in a worthy opponent. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> ITF4 finishes their ascent and meets the landing pod on the roof of the building. Fetch.it fetches the pod, pilots the pod back to the Tiberius. ITF debriefs and begins analysis of collecting samples. So, so here's my other foundation question, right? Yeah. Foundation, their whole thing is like, we exist to protect people humanity from mm. uh, things that lurk in the dark. So if this only affects a fucking alien planet that no one else knows about, why are they risking their lives going in to investigate? Well, like, what, what if there's like a, an evil demon is like, in two years' time I'm going to launch a big laser at Earth. <laughs> They'll never yeah, know. Yeah, but why would there be like... What if there is I that? mean, I could... With the fucking logic of reality bending, you could say that about anything. Like, every crevice on Earth could have like the, the hidden leprechaun demon. <laughs> the leprechaun. <laughs> preparing his laser if it's like, not Right Let's away. play a game. <laughs> For each of my riddles you get wrong, I'll nuke a city. <laughs> All of them are in England. <laughs> it's like, hold on. The ethics committee must discuss this. Is it worth getting the riddles wrong? <laughs> I want to play. Right, no, it's like, we've been given an opportunity to anomalously destroy English cities, but can we take the shame of losing at riddles? <laughs> <laughs> That's the dilemma. <laughs> Why are these <laughs> so long? Damn. Because it's telling a story. <sighs> All right. Fourth exploration. Date September 2nd, 2032. He's so gone. Exploration. This guy. <laughs> exploration team. Interstellar Task Force. LF4. Mission Abstracts. Exploratory Mission 3 yielded information on the quartz of a potentially unbreached Tehoran bunker. 
the ITF was deployed to breach the bunker and recover information from within. Same, same people. Mm-hmm. The members of ITF-4 assemble inside the entrance to a Tehornan bunker. The surface landing pod is positioned next to the bunker doors, which are embedded to a mountain. So what I do like about this, by the way, is like mm-hmm. how, because of like its space age, they're so advanced now, a lot of the stuff that would be like, time for all the MTF to die, just like a non-issue. It's like, we're trapped in the building. Oh, I'll pick you up on the roof. <laughs> I'm activating my mech suit. It's like, the zombies are blasting boys. <laughs> it's just a non-issue. That is kind of fun. All right, please continue. When will be ready to proceed? I have interfaced with the door and Fetch has a connection. I should be able to open the bunker in 15 minutes. The cryptography is not advanced. And we can wait in the pod until then? Yes. The ITF waits in the bay of the landing pod. Like, that is why it's just like, we don't have to guard it, just wait there. <laughs> <laughs> Wind speeds in the area rapidly begin to intensify. Precipitation increases. Precipitation is noted to measure at 3 pH. Ooh, acidic as fuck. Ooh. Uh, don't stop the don't don't try to catch it. What? You know when you try and catch rain. Um, you mean snow? Who catches rain? Uh, what's you? Ah, sticks my tongue out to the sky. Yeah. Gets bird shit in it. <laughs> no. Are you thirsty? I go with a glass of water. You, At least collect it in the bucket. Don't fucking raw dog that shit. That's terrifying. Imagine you're like in the wild and you're looking, you see like a human standing on top of a hill, like raining, it's just a mouth open angled towards the sky. The jaws like unhinged yeah. to catch more rain, like a snake. <laughs> exactly. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I was so part. <laughs> you did that, Kimbaz. <laughs> I used, I used to do, I'll tell you this I used to try as a kid the reason I make fun of you I used to try that as a kid I don't think I ever once caught a raindrop in my mouth really? or at I least it was like it. too small to feel you know what happened to me it would always get in my eyes and my nose and shit never in my mouth I've never tried never. it yeah it sucks so, so I don't do it with snow cause snow's sm- slow enough that you can catch it with your tongue cause I, I never, I've never done it apparently you have I've tricked no, you. No, no, I tricked you. Look, look, the 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 the, the character pulls are coming in. Your ratings. Down. This is how we'll. This is how we'll <laughs> defeat the leprechaun riddler. <laughs> wow! It's like what <laughs> catches rain, but only when it's wet. My mouth. <laughs> no! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he gets like inviscerated. There's a blast shadow is all that's left. It's like he goes through fucking Sakuna's dome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I told you not to tell me another riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, please uh, continue. The door has been unlocked. I will open it when you approach. The ICF emerges from the landing pod and rushes towards the door of the bunker, which opens as soon as they approach. They quickly enter and the door is shut behind them. They are standing in a large airlock. I will cycle the airlock. He, he activates the airlock, cycling air from the outside. A liquid of unknown utility, most likely a disinfectant, is sprayed onto the ITF and then washed off. A computerized voice begins playing in the airlock. Um, there you go, there's you. <clears throat> there was a church of the second Hightoth outside, right? Yeah, there was. Why? Aleph for Naraka begins to speak Ortothan. <laughs> oh, wait, I see. Uh, for clarity, Ortothan will use an alternative typeface and color. Do you speak Ortothan? Ortothan recognized. Toronto new identity confirmed. Reality levels with acceptable bounds. No anomalies detected. Access granted following contingency 913. 
We're in. It's accepting us as Dash A of this planet, apparently. I guess whoever programmed it with Ortothan didn't realize it was extraterrestrial. Perfect! And I didn't even need to hack it. Oh, I gave him the perfect voice. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little social engineering. That is hacking. That is hacking! That counts! (laughs) The airlock automated door cycles open, allowing the ITF to enter the main bunker. Lights begin to turn on in multiple directions, revealing a large central computer terminal. Several monitors activate, displaying hallways, presumably with the facility. Welcome to Bunker 00003. Priority horn of installation, safeguarding the future of this radio. I am Strung Zeeu, an artificial intelligence. Is the air in here breathable? Probably, strange classes. I'll deploy a sensor to see if it is or not. What do you think this place is for? Let's find out. <clears throat> what is the purpose of this installation? Bunker 0003 is a secondary defense against the end of the world. It is designed to allow Toronto society to continue following the re-establishment of global order, in coordination with a series of nine other bunkers. Looks like it's a doomsday bunker of sorts. Let them restart society. Part of a set of nine. Over bunkers? <laughs> Any of those ones still active? Uh, how many bunkers of this kind are still functional? Zero other bunkers are functional. Bunker 00003 is the only unbreached bunker. This is the only one that's left, of course. Everything else was breached and destroyed. Well, what was this bunker's role in restarting the world? Do they have unique ones? What is the purpose of this bunker? This bunker is meant for the preservation of Taranyu, so when the, that when the other bunkers have successfully completed their roles, population levels can be restored. Oh, it's their fucking 2000, I see. Basic survival, it seems. Holds a population of Dash A for their eventual repopulation of the planet. <laughs> well, doesn't look like there's anybody around. Nothing on any of the monitors, no trace of it. Every time this guy fucking talks, I'll be doing the fist into the hand thing. Even when it's related to fucking combat. <laughs> He's so angry. I wonder what we could do from here. Fetch might be able to interface with the computers, but if this AI is here, then it might be dangerous to risk it. Agreed. We're not risking Fetch against another AI, especially when it can't communicate with them. Well, let's see what we can do in here, then. Any systems remaining? List functioning systems. Functional systems. Power. Lights. Defenses. Suspended animation. Computer systems. Artificial intelligence. Service diagnostics. Communications. Uh, oh, hold on. Suspended animation. Can you display the system summary for the suspended animation on the monitors? The monitors change to display footage of a suspended animation complex, consisting of several pods, each holding a single Toronyu. A sorted information appears next to the footage, but little intelligible to the ITF. What are we looking at? Are there stasis pods? Uh, how many Toronyu are in those pods? 100,000 Toronyu are in suspended animation. Optimum capacity. Find one that speaks Ortothan, then give us a path to find them. Light strips on the floor light up with a green light, leading down into a hallway off the main computer bank. Follow the green light strip. Let's go. Shuang Shu is going to take us to a Taranyu that can speak Ortothan. We need to get them. A Taranyu? Are those, uh... Dash A? That's what the AI is calling them. And the status pods are still functional, some of them? All of them. Well, strange glasses, how many? A hundred thousand. Zvaba, Plato, good, the entrance getting contract with Fetch. Given the update, this isn't an exploratory mission anymore, it's a rescue now. ITF-4 splits into two groups. Pluto and Zabalba head back to the entrance and reconvene with Fetch, while Acheron, Naraka, and Abaddon follow the green lights in suspended animation chambers. Holy fuck! There really are thousands! They're not fucked up like the zombies or the mutants or anything. 
well, I don't know what we're going to do. The ship doesn't have enough space for them. We can't just leave them. I'm going to need to gain contact with ITF command and probably escalate higher. This is ethics committee level. Let's just focus on getting one out. Yeah, one step at a time. The green light path finishes in front of Toronto in suspended animation pod. Wake them up. They will wake up in one minute. The chamber, the chamber, un- oh, sorry, okay. go ahead. chamber unseals and the Toronto within steps outside. They're clutching their head as their eyes apparently adjust to the light. They have Can a sh- I be the Taranyu? Sure. <laughs> they have a short conversation with Shrinju in a native language before turning to Naraka. You speak Ortothan? Yes, the Korotusa's message traveled far and visited my world as well as your own. They taught us the holy tongue, which remains eternal. Then I must introduce myself! This is like that comic my- where it's like, Jesus, you are Lord? It's like, <laughs> it was not a myth? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Tayrongi Sasselpay. Oh, that's like a fucking Sims name. <laughs> and I'm the most sorry, senior sorry. personnel here who speaks Ortothan, apparently. Not highest overall, but... Yes, I see. My name is Karishma Chada. That's not his name, is it? Well, that's not his oh, code name. Is code name. I'm stupid. <laughs> this is Liar. my commander, Jason Creases, and my teammate, Arthur Penton. <laughs> we come from a world named Arthur's from fucking Arthurian legend. <laughs> Yeah, you stand on a world called Moara. It's good to know that the gods have guided you to us. May they live eternal. Gods, I'm sorry. Yorin Lucen is dead. Only Rachmu Lucen remains. Sorry, they Did killed Jesus. They fucking killed him. <laughs> 32 years ago. It wasn't because of the loss of this world. They were swarmed by the Voritude in the greatest invasion of the cosmos ever. Your planet wouldn't have saved them. I see. It's not well to dwell on the past. I must ask, however, 32 years. How long have I been in stasis? Excuse me. By our estimation, 56 years. The Tianums failed then. You did not wake us up early. Is the world outside still ruined? Utterly. But we're going to do something about it. I don't know what yet, but we'll figure it out. You have any ideas? Naraka begins to speak uh, and then pauses. She turns to Akron and speaks after a few seconds of silence. Jason, what are you planning? Bring them to Earth. Only same thing to do. Can we do that? Will we be able to? If we need to show up on the foundations of the door with thousands of refugees, that's what we'll do. This world is dead, and I know of an entire solar system of thriving planets. Wait, the foundation can be good? Hmm. Based? What if we can't convince the higher-ups? What then? Flecturisi Nequinus Burros Akaranta Movebo. He's like, oh, you two speak. <laughs> this is straight-up spism speak. I think that's Latin, to be fair, but... Hmm, doubt. <laughs> if I cannot bend the will of heaven, then I'll raise hell. I don't have to care if I have to bring the fucking insurgency here. They're coming to Earth. Raka looks back at Tehrangi Sasselpay. We're going to take you back home. Our home. They're the only living worlds we know of. Rachman Lucent guided you here. I know it. I have faith in V's plans. Do whatever you must. We might have to spend some time consulting our superiors, and I do not know if they... And go, besiege them! I have siblings to rouse. Naraka summarizes a conversation with the other members of the ITF. They say goodbye to Tehrangi Sasselpay and then leave. Tehrangi Sasselpay is observed in the background awakening more Tehrangi from suspended animation as they part up the parts. The ITF reconvenes on the SCPS Tiberius and begins preparation to contact the Interstellar Task Force Command, the Ethics Committee, and the O5 Council. Alright. Two more documents, yeah. and then I can lay my weary head to rest. Joint Ethics Committee 05 Council Decision 71, Taronyu. On the recovery and integration of the Taronyu into society. 
resolved September 9th, 2032. Primary deliberators, EC1, EC4, EC13, 053, 057 and 0510. Issue. Actions are taken concerning the recently discovered Taronyu endemic to the SCP. Individuals are a non-anomalous sapient species, but the only forms of transit between Earth and the SCP are both anomalous and have been concealed by the Foundation. Verdict. Covertly aid Taranyu in interstellar transit to Earth, with a cover story attributing their arrival as purely their own action. Following their arrival in a solar system, publicly aid their integration efforts into baseline society, with help of agencies such as Manor Charitable Foundation. Because I don't nice. fucking tell anyone. Please. Don't <laughs> no, tell they came here, got this, they do the fucking fake landing from uh, Doctor Who <laughs> with the pig guy. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to crash into Big Ben on the way in. That's our only stipulation. <laughs> we have to get our heads in where we can. <laughs> the unanimous conclusion of the Ethics Committee, 13 to 0, following the discovery of the 200,000 living Taranyu in a former Taranyu. Uh, 100,000? 100,000, that's what I said. Living Taranyu. 200,000. I said 100,000 in a former Taranyu bunker. Was it humanitarian aid? Was it humanitarian? Do you mean... Um, Taronian aid. <laughs> yeah, Taronitarian. <laughs> was to be delivered to the SCP and to assist the surviving Taronu. However, current secrecy protocols concerning interstellar travel complicate this decision. The public is not currently aware of Foundation involvement beyond the solar system, and thus Foundation involvement with the recovery of the Taronu could not be made public. However, there was no way to feasibly and ethically keep them concealed in the public eye. Allowing them to work covertly in the Foundation alone would be a clear case of indentured servitude. We hate that. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> the O5 Council was unwilling to publicly reveal Foundation interstellar and faster than light travel methods, citing the potential dangers of unexplored space. The Ethics Committee agreed the decision, concluding that such action could only be considered in case of an absolute last resort with no other options available. Analysis of Taranyu technology revealed a single fruitful option, the usage of Dash C1, a xenoplant with anomalous psionic properties were consumed. Using C1 would allow for Toronyu pilots to psionically locate Earth and guide Toronyu vessels from subspace. Tell me about subspace. There you go. There you go. There's your option. Tell me about subspace. I don't fucking know about subspace. It's the footnote! This is your job! Uh, Oh, where? Where A subdimension of real space with inconsistent topology, theoretically possible for faster-than-light transit. However, difficulties in navigation prevent it from actually being used for such purposes. Arriving at Earth within one month, Trudy pilots will be able to travel through subspace by tracking the largest source of human neural oscillation patterns, Earth. This was not possible before the exposure of human neural oscillations to a Trudy operator in real space. A cover story we disseminated that collected radio broadcasts from Earth allowed for the simulation of human neural oscillations, allowing Taranyu to use the above-above method without the physical presence of a human. The majority of Taranyu will be given this cover story as well. The EFF Council readily accepted the use of Dash C1, as it does not introduce a generally applicable member of FTL transit into baseline society. Without the large presence of familiar sapient life in a destination, Dash C1 cannot be used to travel faster than light, therefore it has no practical usage for exploration. We have the uh, last bit here. Oh, thank God. Oh, no. So long. 2040 Solar System Census Reports. Taranyu Population Demographics. Summary of statistics regarding Taranyu. Prepared by Foundation Census Department. Clearance level, public slash general consumption. Full report available April 2112. Oh, so it's already way in the future from when this report was made. Uh, Maybe. I think maybe they're saying this will be fully disclosed, maybe. Oh, okay. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. 
Overview. The Taranyu are the fourth major sapiens species to inhabit the uh, Sol system and the only species not native to the system, following humanity, the now absent Venusians, and the Martians. Of these, they have one of the smallest populations and most unique cultures. Taranyu society primarily divides itself around a diaspora caused by the destruction of their home planet Morara, which is distantly located from the Sol system. Due to the numerous K-class scenarios which have occurred on Morara, it is not expected that any Taranyu will ever return to their home planet, nor will any humans ever step foot on the planet. These unique feelings of total loss on a broad species level have led to a distinct but thriving culture. That is so interesting. Yay, world building. Yeah. Where did the Venusians go? Tell me! Uh, who gives a fuck? I like these, uh, the, the, the uh, population spread here. So I, I fucking love Lunar Korea. I was like, so Lunar Korea, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> that, that gives you so much to think about. See, that's an example of good world building. When a single phrase or name makes you have to consider multiple things, it's like, oh, does that mean like chunks of the moon are carved out with different countries owning it? Um, what specifically is different about Lunar Korea? Like, that, that's good world building. That's fun. Location. Following the exodus from the home planet Moara, the Taranyu began to settle in the Sol system. As their arrival came to a period of rapid interplanetary colonization, it was common for Taranyu to settle in growing or newly founded locations rather than directly integrate to pre-existing societies. It was primarily evident in the terraforming of Callisto, which was designed to mimic Moara. It now serves as the primary home of Taranyu society in the Sol system, having the only population governed that is majority Taranyu. Other Taranyu can be found elsewhere in the Sol system, although primarily in large groups and communities. Few Taranyu established personal residence in permanent residence in locations that are primarily human or Martian. A small number are itinerant, similar to other low population species. Culture. Taranyu culture can be described in broad strokes, having two primary focuses: the celebration of destroyed elements of Taranyu slash Morara culture, such as annihilated societies or the physical landscape of Morara, and efforts to ensure the continued survival of Taranyu species into the future. These have become the primary focus of the Tehornum in the Sol system. As the majority of excellent Tronyu were directly affiliated with the Tronum, these goals are common throughout the species. As a result of the first drive, the mutable Tronyu art movements commemorate Moara in a variety of forms. The largest of these have been attempted at terraforming Callisto to memory Torara, which today serves as the largest location Tronyu in the Sol system. The second drive results in increased focus on family on Tronyu, and results in a general tendency towards marriage and child rearing. It must be noted at this point, for the benefit of human readers, that Taranyu reproduction is significantly different from humans, that the Taranyu has six biological sexes, each capable of reproducing with any of the other five sexes. Yo, they must have insane parties. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of Taranyu languages have gone extinct, with only Vina, a lingua franca used by the Zahornum, remaining in common usage. All living Taranyu speak Vina, and other languages have only survived through recorded media and bilingual Taranyu. Autophon also remains popular in Taranyu, although it's been growing in popularity in general in the Sol system. What's a lingua franca? That's like a, I don't know, it's like a language? <laughs> Continue. Taranyu society currently designates three distinct divisions of Taranyu. Lemray Taranyu, survivors directly rescued from torn and bunkers. Lomtu Taranyu, which are those that perish on Moara. And Pren Taranyu, which are born in the Sol system. Of these, Pren Taranyu are commonly viewed with great hope. Few Lemurian Taranyu believe there will be a future beyond Moora. Of these, uh, one of the most important is the seven-year-old Tairangi Karishma, named for the human to make first contact with Taranyu, the first Taranyu born in Seoul. Oh, That's cute. Oh, it's the... <laughs> it makes me happy! <laughs> That's so cute! Okay, Storm Breath, you are strong. Stand proud. Well played. That's so... This article was a big surprise. I enjoyed this. I'm enjoying this way more than I thought I would. Yeah. 
Keep going. Religion. The majority of the Tarangu immigrants' soul system tend to follow an anomalous religion, with the majority following either the Church of the Second Hightoth or the Church of the Broken God. I still don't know what the fuck the Second Hightoth is. It's like Space Church. It's the religion that's common in space. <laughs> sure, I'll take it. A smaller majority follows sects similar to the Children of the Scarlet King or Fifism. Almost all of the latter category follow unique traditions rather than pre-existing human conditions. Toronto integration to human slash Martian society was aided in large part by the Church and Second Hyatoff, the scripture of which was already well accepting of all alien cultures. The prior existence of worship of the Koratresu among the Terranu further aided in this, as it gave legitimacy to the belief system. The Church and Second Hyatoff offered large amount of aid to Toronto refugees shortly after their arrival in the Soul System. The same occurred in a similar capacity with the Church of the Broken God. However, Polarizing differences between Toranyu worship of Mekane and human worship prevented full integration, leading to the formation of a fourth major denomination, commonly referred to as the Lefengapsjura. It is distinguished by embracing advanced technology while completely rejecting the practice of augmentation. Ooh, that's fun. The Repe Eveng, Blood Children, and Mrvfapulfa, Fifth Philosophy, are similar to the Children of the Scarlet King and Fifism, respectively. These two religions were uncommon among the Serrano prior to destruction of Marara, but have gained prominence following it. Followers typically profess to have converted because of the actions of the Kaivat in Tunkaren and the Marara during the Eschaton. Of note is that the Refpe Eveng are significantly more peaceful and less violent than the Children of the Scarlet King, and do not share in the same eschatological beliefs as the latter. The Refpe Eveng state that this is because the world has already ended once. The rulers spawned, came into the kingdom, and died on their throne. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> like, we, we would do the apocalypse, we already did it now, so now we can chill. Yeah, so we're chill. That's actually awesome. <laughs> we, we already tried it. <laughs> Summary. The destruction of Moara and nearly 60 years of suspended animation have had great impacts on Toronto society, but the species is, gen- is generally described as hopeful and dedicated to continued survival of the race. In the words of Teirangi Sasilpe, the Toronto have travelled through great hardship to the stars. Uh, 13 out of 10. I like this one well as well. I love I think what makes this one stand as it's nice. It's very I don't optimistic. necessarily like that. Yeah, I don't necessarily think the foundation should be good or optimistic, but it's just such a nice fucking break, especially after like the dog shit power wink that the ending of Apotheosis was, and like in general with SCP, like it, it's just a real nice breath of fresh air. Uh, I thought the world building was fun. They added lots of little bits that kept me interested in this like alien race. Uh, I loved hearing about their thoughts. The dialogue with the MTF was more fun than usual. Um, overall, very good. I, I really like this. It makes me look forward to more of the canon. Yeah. Uh, Alright, but now we have some comments to read, and Absolutely. then I'm going to go immediately lay down. <laughs> <clears throat> you ready? What have they said? Chris Merkel Studio says, Password, heart for Tanhony. Thank you. Uh, Floof Mother says, Hello, I am a longtime listener, and this is my first comment. As previous ones I've seen, I've left, seem to have been consumed by the void. A pattern screamer, perhaps? I just want to say that this podcast has been a great experience for me, as I would obsessively listen to it at lunch, to the point my Spotify rap identified me as the top 7% of listeners. You'll go to heaven. And have a grand old time. Aww! Yay! Top listener. Welcome. Uh, getting insight into the writing process. You are both even the boss. (laughs) (laughs) 
Especially something that initially seemed so obtuse and unknowable as the SCP Wiki was a great experience, and sent me down the road to viewing media as pieces of art I enjoy rather than parts of my being to be defended or hated. I guess it was like a move towards separating my subjective opinion from acknowledging objective artistic choices in media? Anyway, thank you to Mando Pony and Arnold <laughs> for making me feel like I had friends during my life. Subjective experience is always rated like 13 out of 10, so they've lost their uh, understanding of mathematics. Uh, wait, what? What? What'd you say? Well, they've, they've learned some of their own lessons, now they're going to be rating stuff like 12 out of 10, and people are like. No, that's a good lesson. <laughs> the lesson is that you should never 10. be constrained by the rules that a fucking British person. What do you mean? The mother. I didn't go these rules, and you're saying them yourself! Oh, oh bloody hell! Someone tell the Queen! Someone tell King Charles! He's breaking the numbers! I don't care, I've stopped saying it because I know I'm never going to win, but I'm not saying I'm not never going to win? That's the defeatist in your blood because all you guys do is lose. <laughs> it's not out of 10. If it's 13, by hey, I know you're not good at math, but have you never heard of an, like a fraction that goes over? <laughs> not in a rating system! <laughs> That's because you're weak and your mind is going to crack. It's already anyway, broken. I'm, uh, thank you for making me feel like I had lunch during my lunch. Friends during my lunch period. <laughs> thank you for letting me feel like I had lunch. I, shut up! I'm reading! I'm sorry. This is a sweet comment! I'm sorry. Heartbeat shotgun, I'm brother. You like, put your headphones and be like, start like, describing food and you're like, hallucinating on a plate. Ah. <laughs> Imagine a lovely sandwich. <laughs> Shut up, Tanhony! I'm going to kill you. I'm, I'm going to rip please, you apart. I'm sorry, please, please proceed. I'm going to college soon, so I'm not worried about not sitting with anyone right now. But I've had a hard time ever since my friend moved, and this podcast has been one of the many things that helped me cope. I hope that's not too parasocial. Um, I would recommend when you get, if you're going to college, my top ten college advice, and Tan can back me on this, okay. is literally just talk to anyone. I'm dead serious. Like college is one of the few times in your life, I think. Like sure, if you're charismatic or you're like in a bar, you're supposed to socialize. But college is one of the few times where you could genuinely sit next to or just start talking to anyone, at least for like the first three four weeks, and it's just like that's normal. Like you'll make so many friends if you put yourself out there, and you'll meet so many people, and you may not stay connected with all of them after you leave but it, it'll be a great experience i think you'll like it uh, anyways thank you yeah anyways thank you guys for being one of the factors that led to me getting up on the right side of the bed like 80 percent of the time instead of two percent smile absolutely yeah i'm glad we could help I'm here i'm giving you a like under tan honey's account because i don't i've already done it lazy oh, you fool what do you mean you fool it's the same result hamilton says jigsaw thank you Shithalia says a webcam, huh? So about that, I actually couldn't get mine to work. I might have to buy one, but we'll uh, figure that out because maybe, Tanoni, Tanoni's funny. Yeah, there'll be a new bunch of funny faces. <laughs> uh, Ajisiru says algorithm. Your loyalty you, is noted. <laughs> NT2 <laughs> says 058 at the end, like, nah, I'd win. 058, I will never forget you as long as I live. <laughs> Three yellow arrows, Crowcat says. So how was the apotheosis? <laughs> <laughs> in regards to the weird thing with 058 have the weird significance at the time this was written cadaver commander had been writing that character and his sister a lot on the wiki so it didn't feel jarring for readers at the time of course that doesn't change how jarring it feels nowadays lol i i get where you're coming from that's an from. interesting sort of thing as well the time of it because like yeah I, I, guess. I get where they're coming from with site culture right because I imagine the site on site is very tightly now. I'll say this for all the viewers who aren't like part of the quote unquote on site. A lot of the authors talk to each other. They're in multiple servers together. So I get that. 
But at the same time, I feel like the majority of people who read SCP are like not a part of that community. And you have to consider right? like how it'll be and, read in the future as well, of course. Yeah, and and like as an objective piece of media, the community, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so. Like I get where you're coming from, and like obviously SCPs for fun, not for like trying to make money. So like they should do whatever the hell they want. But like on an objective level, in terms of my rating, I'm not gonna like re reward points because of that context because it should be able to stand on its own, especially within the canon that it's setting because none of that stuff was in the canon. So it just kind of didn't feel right. But I, I get where you're coming from, and I do think that's an appreciated tidbit of knowledge to have, just so people understand. Uh, Croquette also says, Also, God, I wish we could see the tan cam. <laughs> Laughing emoji. <laughs> Would you show them the tan cam? If I, um, not right now. Not on this episode. Not, not here. He's shy because, well... Tan, honey, I'm going to buy some things to help you get ahead in life, if you know what I mean. This guy's fucked up. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Gay, Gay Hall Mill says, I should watch first instead Hello, of commenting, up. right? Well, I don't care. For the algorithm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, uh, Gay Hall. Um, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, I wish I had some more funnies to say, but my brain is like literally shot. So I'm going to call it here, Tan. Any closing remarks? Uh, not for me. Tan? Not for me. All right. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.